Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Justin Peters. I hope that you and your family are doing well today. I want to thank you very much for watching this video. This video is entitled 2020, the terrible, horrible, no good, very bad year for the prophets. Indeed, dear ones, the last 12 months from January 2020, I'm recording this uh, January the 29th of 2021. I'm actually recording the introduction to this video as the last thing. But uh, this has, the last 12 months have been an absolute wrecking ball to the charismatic prophetic movement. It has been the kryptonite to the charismatic Superman, whatever metaphor you would like to use. It has utterly exposed the prophetic movement for the complete farce that it is. It has exposed it on every conceivable level, the prophetic level, the theological level, the integrity level. It's just been devastating. Uh, and so uh, in this video, I'm going to detail just a few of these false prophecies and the incredible face plant that all of these prophets have done. And uh, I think if you will watch the whole video, you'll have to come away realizing that, you know what? These people aren't hearing from God like they claim. And so we're going to talk, everything here will be documented. And also in this video, I'm going to do about an hour long interview with Dr. Nathan Busnitz. Dr. Busnitz is the academic provost at the Master Seminary. And uh, I interviewed him specifically because I wanted to explore some questions. For those of you who are familiar with Dr. Michael Brown, he's the leading apologist in the charismatic movement. Dr. Brown has, to his credit, has said that these are clearly false prophecies and you, there's no way around it. Uh, but he still says that you can prophesy falsely and not be a false prophet. And so I'm going to ask Dr. Busnitz about this. Is there a difference between the Old Testament prophets and the New Testament prophets? Are they held to a different standard? Can New Testament prophecy be fallible, as many claim? What about Agabus? That's often raised as, he is often raised as a, an example of a true prophet who is still fallible. So uh, we're going to engage all of those arguments. And uh, I believe that this will be a very fair video. It will be fair to Dr. Brown, but it's also going to be very sobering as well. And so please do watch the whole thing. I know it's long. It's four and a half hours or so long. And I know that goes against every rule of YouTube. You're supposed to make short videos nowadays because people's attention spans are so short. Well, I have a little bit more confidence in the people who follow my channel at least who follow it for the right reasons. Uh, I, I think you can stick stick with it. I know you probably won't be able to watch it all in one sitting. That's fine. Um, watch as much as you can. Push pause. Come back later. Uh, there's a lot here. And I would ask this before you go into the comment section and start saying, well, what about this? What about this? Well, you didn't say that. What, you know, um, watch the whole thing before you make a decision, before you evaluate this video one way or the other. Watch the whole thing. I really think if you if you will do that and you'll watch with an open mind uh, that at the end, the, the evidence will be so incontrovertible, so overwhelming. Friends, these folks are not hearing from God. 
God is not speaking to them. And I want you to come away with a renewed confidence in the sufficiency of God's word. There's going to be some comic relief throughout the video. Uh, there'll be some funny parts, but there will be many, many serious parts. And there'll be some parts, honestly, when I get a bit worked up, at least for me, I, I get a bit worked up because of the seriousness of the issues with which we will be dealing. Putting words in God's mouth that he did not say is a very, very serious thing. And also, I want to bring your attention to the description down below. I have several resources that are linked there, uh, some things that will help you, and also some of the breakdown of the minute marks, the different sections in this video. I'll have the approximate minute mark. So uh, if you want to come back later and jump to a particular section or something like that, that might help you to navigate this uh, very long video a little bit. All right. Well, dear ones, thank you very much. And uh, thank you for joining me on this journey. I hope it'll be helpful for you. Lord willing, I think it will be. And so without any further delay, let us begin. Sid Roth is the host of a program entitled It's Supernatural. And it's carried on a number of different Christian outlets. He's got his own YouTube channel and an enormous uh, following, an enormous following. But back in January of 2020, Sid Roth had 20 of the more well-known names in the prophetic movement to record short videos and tell everyone in his audience what God has been showing them about the then upcoming year of 2020. And these names include Hank Kuhneman, Perry Stone, Patricia King. These are very well-known names. Uh, Keenan Bridges, Dr. Clarice Fluitt. Now, I say that doctor with a bit of sarcasm because uh, she's not a real doctor. She does not have a earned doctorate degree. And, and that is one of the things that you'll notice almost without exception. Uh, in this, in the charismatic movement, the prophetic movement. Now, Dr. Michael Brown would be an exception, but almost without exception, with a, a very rare exception. Uh, when you see one of these, uh, televangelists or charismatic, well-known charismatic preachers and they use doctor in their name, they're not earned doctorates. They are not earned doctorates from an accredited institution. They are practically always honorary doctorates that are given out by ORU or RAMA or some other institution. And, uh, they, the way this works is that if you're in the charismatic movement and you gain a big following and you have a big ministry, a large public platform, then one of these schools will just give you an honorary doctorate. Um, so whether it's ORU or RAMA or some other, um, Asian, uh, Bible college of some sort that they give out a lot of those to it as well. But, uh, just know. So when, when you see like Dr. John Hagee or a Dr. Jesse Duplantis or Dr. Creflo Dollar, they're not, they don't have earned doctorate degree. So anyway, a Dr. Clarice Fluid, uh, David Herzog, Anna Warner, Jeremiah Johnson. Uh, we're going to talk quite a bit about him. Joan Hunter, Hakeem Collins, Glenda Jackson. Kevin Zadai. Now, Kevin Zadai has uh, really kind of come on the scene a lot in the last year or so. He's become a very frequent guest 
of Sid Roth on his program. And Kevin Zadai has some of the most bizarre tales that you could possibly imagine. He, he shuttles back and forth between heaven and earth with the regularity that you and I would go to the gas station, if not more so. I mean, it's, 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 it, it, you get the sense that it's an unusual day when he doesn't go to heaven. Uh, Cat Kerr is the same way, but I'm getting ahead of myself. But Kevin Zadai claims that, uh, on one of his trips to heaven, he, uh, he was taught by Jesus himself how to play the clarinet and the saxophone and the flute and a number of other instruments. And so Jesus gave him music lessons and, uh, he claims one time in heaven he walked into Jesus's eyeballs. I'm not making this up. I mean, the, the, Truth is stranger than fiction in this case, even though it's not truth. But what they claim to be is true. It's just utterly bizarre. Just recently, a video went up on Sid Ross' program, a YouTube channel, when he was interviewing Kevin Zadai and says, uh, Kevin Zadai says that he w- was on an elevator with Jesus. And, you know, I mean, I mean, who hasn't been on an elevator with Jesus, right? So just utterly bizarre. But, um, Tracy Cook, and just parenthetically here, dear friends, let me interrupt myself. Uh, you see the yellow arrow pointing down to this other video on Sid Roth's YouTube channel, this particular one featuring Tracy Cook entitled God Tells Me His Secrets. Do you know what this stuff is? This is a modern version of the ancient heresy known as Gnosticism. Gnosticism derived its name from the Greek word gnosis, which means knowledge. And it's a broad topic, but for our purposes here, basically, the Gnostics believed that there was this secret divine revelation knowledge separate from sensory knowledge through which you could obtain salvation. But to get this knowledge, you kind of had to disengage your mind, disengage your intellect, rational thought. Then and only then could you enter into this higher realm and get this secret divine revelation knowledge through which you could obtain salvation. Well, what we're seeing in the charismatic movement today is a modern version of the ancient heresy of Gnosticism. So, uh, it, it, God is telling these select few people his secrets. You see, the prophets are getting the secrets from God. So, you know, you're probably not riding on elevators with Jesus. And so if you're not, you see, Kevin Zadai has a closer relationship with Christ then do you. Uh, and if God's not telling you secrets, if if you're not walking into Jesus's eyeballs, you know that this is a modern version of Gnosticism. And uh, Beth Moore, by the way, does this as well, just not quite as bizarre as, as some of these. Well, I say that she does claim that Jesus invited her to go out and make snowmen with her. So I guess that's pretty weird. But anyway, that's what this is. So the secret Divine revelation knowledge. They, they, these people, these self-appointed prophets, uh, God is telling them secrets. God is doing things for them that he's not doing for you. He's giving them secrets that he's not giving you. This is a modern-day version of the ancient heresy of Gnosticism. Lana Valser, Catherine Ruanala, David Hernandez, Dr. Cindy Jacobs, who's not a doctor either, Larry Sparks, uh, and then James Gall and Mario Murillo. Let me real briefly, James Gall. All of these individuals gave prophecies about what was going to happen in 2020, back in January of 2020. And, uh, James Gall laughably and comically now prophesied that in 2020 is 
2020, stadiums would be filled. Stadiums would be filled. That was kind of like the year of the filled stadium. Well, we all know how that turned out now, don't we? We've all seen the videos of whether it's MLB, you know, baseball or college football or NFL or whatever big sporting event and the stadiums are, <laughs> are empty. They're just, they're, they've got so those ridiculous, you know, cardboard cutouts of people that they scatter throughout the stadium to, I guess, give some semblance of normalcy. But I mean, how wrong can you be? 2020 is going to be the year of the, of the field stadiums. Not so much. And, um, so anyway, all of this to say, and I've done a video on this already. And, uh, so you can go back to my YouTube channel. See here, I've got a little screenshot of the, uh, icon or whatever it's called. And you can watch this. All of this is detailed exhaustively in, in my, in that video. So feel free, please, to go back and watch it. But none of them, not one of them prophesied COVID-19 coming. Not one of them. Now think about this. This is one of the most impactful, globally impactful events in any of our lifetimes. It has shaken the entire world. It has affected each and every one of us to one degree or another. It, even if we haven't had it ourselves, we, we know people now who have. I mean, it, it wrecked the economy. Uh, this is a truly globally impacting, I would say more globally impacting than probably anything in our lives, maybe since World War II. And so this, and yet none of the prophets saw it coming. None of them. The only prophet that claims that he prophesied it coming is Chuck Pierce. And Chuck Pierce made this claim in the spring of 2020 that back in the fall of 2019, he prophesied that there would be a quote, massive plague-like invasion. And this made big news, uh, in Charisma Magazine w did articles on this. Chuck Pierce saw the COVID-19 coming and, uh, he was interviewed by Stephen Strang, who's the, the, uh, CEO of Charisma Media. Uh, and, and, you know, I watched that and, and I listened to the interview and I, I, I saw the claim that Chuck Pierce was making and it dawned on me, you know, funny thing is I, I haven't actually seen the video of this supposed prophecy. And when you go to Chuck Pierce's website, they actually, his staff members have actually made a video of prophetic highlights of 2019, you know, the best of Chuck Pierce, right? Uh, of his prophecies in 2019. And nowhere in that highlight video did they bother to include the prophecy of a massive plague-like invasion. And you would think that would, they would put that on a loop, right? I mean, I, I would, if I prophesied something like that, which I don't believe in that anyway, but you know what I mean. I mean, if I was trying to establish some prophetic cred here, uh, man, I'd have that on a loop. And so I got to digging and digging and digging and I did all kinds of research and I even called his ministry and you know what? He lied about it. He, he never made that prophecy. He flat out lied about it. So none, zero, of the most well-known names in the prophetic movement saw arguably with little argue that they saw that none of them saw the 
biggest, most impactful event to happen in any of our lifetimes. How does that work? Not one. I mean, not friends, not one. Think about this. They, they all claim that they, that God speaks to them in dreams and visions and still small voices, which is taking first Kings 19 completely out of context. Uh, and yet God did not bother to give any of them a heads up about COVID-19. Well, then after COVID-19 started to make some news in February of 2020, then they started coming out with some, uh, with some more prophecies and Sean Bolts, uh, B-O-L-Z, Sean Bolts at Bethel Church or out of Bethel Church, which is pastored by Bill Johnson. Bethel Music comes out of Bethel Church. But Sean Bolts made a prophecy about COVID-19 after he was already making a lot of news, and he prophesied that the Lord had shown him that it would not become the pandemic that many people feared. In fact, Fox News even did a full article on their website about Sean Bolts's prophecy about COVID-19. Well, it did become a pandemic now, didn't it? And um, from the time of Sean Bolts's prophecy, I mean, it, the, the number of people now that have been infected since the time he made that prophecy have just exponentially gone up. Um and so he completely missed that. Even after he knew about the pandemic, he still missed it. Well, false prophets have never been accused of learning from their mistakes. And so just a few weeks after his prophetic face plant on Fox News, Sean Bolts decided to join some other self-appointed prophets and apostles. Ed Silvoso from Brazil, Chris Valaton of Bethel Church, uh, Bill Johnson, the pastor of Bethel Church, and Bethel Music, by the way, comes out of Bethel Church. And then Che On. They all got together on March the 20th of 2020 for a Facebook Live event. And then each and every one of them proceeded to banish COVID-19 from the face of the earth. They all decreed it to be gone, banished, gone, done, see you later, Um uh, Thank you for doing that. We're all free from COVID globally. Yep. Except that they didn't banish it, obviously. And so just about a week and a half later, Kenneth Copeland decided he would give it a, a good college try and banish COVID-19 as well. And Kenneth Copeland undoubtedly uh, has, has made the most news for this because he made such a spectacle of himself. But on March the 29th, 2020, Kenneth Copeland, along with George Pearson's, one of his uh, staff members there, son-in-law, but uh, he, they were having a service and Kenneth Copeland didn't just banish it or decree it to be gone. No, he executed judgment on COVID-19 and uh, got very, I mean, just angry and boy, he took authority over that thing and, and he decreed it to be gone and executed judgment on COVID-19 and, and even gave us the specific time. You can see this when you watch the video and I've got everything documented in my video that I did last year. It's linked in the description down below if you would like to see this for yourself. Uh, but he even looked at his watch and uh, you can see him do that. And he said, he said, today, March 29th, 2020, at, he looks at his watch at, at 12 noon, uh, he decreed 
and banished and executed judgment on COVID-19. That would be 12 noon Central Standard Time since he was in Texas. So, so just in case you are wondering. Um, but, you know, well, that didn't work out so well either. Now, did it? Well, undaunted, uh, Kenneth Copeland, just a few days later, on April the, I believe it was April the 2nd, you can go watch the video, but April 2nd, April 3rd, just a few days after that, the very next week, uh, having another service. And by this time, everybody, uh, they were having to do virtual services. There was really nobody, but just a few scattered, uh, staff members in, in the, in the auditorium there. But Kenneth Copeland banished it again and decreed it to be gone again. But this time he blew it away. He literally blew it away. COVID-19! COVID-19! And he made an absolute fool out of himself. People have taken clips from from that service there, and they have, you know, made it uh, into whatever, memes and... Uh, just mocked it, mercilessly mocked it. And some of these videos mocking Kenneth Copeland blowing away COVID-19 have garnered millions of views now. I mean, then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord. Quite the spectacle. Kenneth Copeland absolutely beclowned himself in, in front of a watching world. So all of this to say that none of the prophets saw COVID-19 coming, even after it came, and they attempted to take their authority over COVID-19, which they fancy themselves as having, and they decreed it to be gone. That didn't work. Kenneth Copeland even uh, mustered up. He, he called forth a, <laughs> he called forth a heat wave. And, uh, the, the thinking at that time, back in April of 2020, was that COVID-19 would probably just die out once summer came. And because a lot of people are thinking the virus can't live in heat. And so, hey, once summer gets here and, and it really gets hot, COVID's just kind of going to go away anyway. Well, this was in early April and Kenneth Copeland just couldn't wait for summer. So he declared a supernatural heat wave to come up. And then comically, I've got all this documented comically the very next day, literally the very next day, the high temperature in North Fort Worth, Texas, Newark, Texas, where he was, was a full 31 degrees below average. I mean, in in every way that you could possibly think of, 
for the prophets to be wrong. They were. But it only got worse from there. Because the very next month, May, well, that's when the riots started. And guess what? None of the prophets saw that coming either. These riots led by Antifa and BLM, Black Lives Matter, in the wake of George Floyd's death, of course, raged all across this country in dozens and dozens and dozens of cities. The major cities, Portland, Seattle, Chicago, New York, D.C., uh, Dallas, uh, I mean, all, Denver, all, all, all the major cities and, and hundreds of smaller cities all across the United States for months. I mean, they, they, it was the longest period of civil unrest in this country that I would say we have ever had, ever. Had and um, of course the war between the states. That's a that was a whole that was a military engagement. So that that can't really uh, include that different uh, genre of disturbance there. But uh, businesses were burned, uh, police cars and police stations were were set on fire, and federal buildings and. I mean, people were killed and just riots, just mayhem, night after night after night after night. And we saw it on the news, and after a while, it just became so discouraging and disturbing. And I I don't know about you, but after a while, I just couldn't watch it anymore. But night after night, for months, the longest period of civil unrest this country has ever seen, and not one of the prophets saw it coming. Not one. And then something else they did not see coming was the president of the United States contracting COVID-19. Now think about this. COVID-19, one of the most globally impacting events in any of our lifetimes, contracted, this virus contracted by the president of the United States of America, the leader of the free world, arguably the man with the most power in a human way of speaking on the planet. And you have these two events in these two spheres combining the president of the United States contracting COVID-19 and none of the prophets saw that coming either. Think about that, dear friends. All of these prophets, each and every one of whom claim God speaks to them regularly. I mean, regularly. God talks to these people. God is like this celestial chatty Kathy doll. And he is talking to these prophets all the time, just like you and I would talk to one another, just like we would have a conversation. God talks to them all the time. And yet God did not bother to give a single one of them a heads up about COVID-19. None of them could decree it to be gone. And then the riots that raged for months. God didn't bother to give any of them a heads up about that either. Nor did God tell them about Donald Trump contracting COVID-19. Nor did God tell them about the second impeachment of Donald Trump. The only president of the United States to be impeached twice. Nor did God tell them anything about the riots at the Capitol on January 6th. So literally some of the biggest events in any of our lives all coming together in the, in the year 2020. 
and none of them saw any of these things coming. But we're not done yet, because one event that all of us knew, profit or no profit, knew was coming was the presidential election, right? The United States presidential election. We all knew that was coming. And well, God, even though God did not bother to give any of them a heads up about COVID or the riots or anything like that, but God did apparently give all of these prophets a very clear word about who would win the United States presidential election on November the 3rd of 2020. And each and every single one of these prophets, 100% of them prophesied that Donald Trump would win the presidential election. Just a small example, a small smattering of examples of this. I want to start, actually, we're going to go back in time. We're going to go back in time to the year 2012, October of 2012, when God spoke to Pat Robertson. Pat Robertson is the head of the 700 Club. You know Pat Robertson, right? Well, God gave him a a prophetic word of knowledge about who would win the 2012 United States presidential election. Let's watch. I mean, that's the way he thinks. And he will be tremendous on the economy. Uh, He's uncomfortable with foreign policy, I feel. Uh, But nevertheless, he'll be a strong, strong man. But if he comes in, secondly, uh, he's going to have a second term. He's going to win. Romney will win. The you believe that? I absolutely believe that. What makes you believe that? Because the Lord told me. <laughs> well, that's why I'm glad to, I'm glad to know. I wasn't sure how you knew. <laughs> really, the Lord said that to you? Yeah, absolutely. I, I told Mitt a long time ago. I called him. I said, listen, I've, I've, I've been in prayer. I, I, number one, you're going to win the nomination. Number two, you're going to win the general election. He said, well, what can I do for you? I said, well, give me a seat on the platform. <laughs> So God not only told Pat Robertson that Mitt Romney would beat Barack Obama in 2012, but also that Mitt Romney would have a second term, would win re-election in 2016. Missed it by that much. And remember how I said that false prophets never learn from their own false prophecies. They just keep digging their holes deeper. Well, here we are in 2020, and Pat Robertson believed that God spoke to him yet again about the United States presidential election. First of all, I want to say without question, Trump is going to win the election. Uh, and uh, that doesn't mean you sit home and don't vote. That, that, that means you get out and do everything you can to work. But he's going to win. That's, I think, a given. According to what I believe the Lord told me, the president is going to be reelected. I'm not, I'm, I'm saying by all means, get out and vote. I think it's time to pray. But ladies and gentlemen, that's the word. You ask what's going to happen next. That's what's going to happen next. So Pat Robertson said that God told him that Mitt Romney would win the United States presidential election in 2012, beating Barack Obama. That didn't happen. He also said that God told him that Mitt Romney would win re-election in 2016. Obviously, that did not happen. Donald Trump won the 2016 election. And so this go around, Pat Robertson says that God told him that Donald Trump would win re-election in 2020. Missed it again. And so, you know, here is something, again, as monumental as the United States presidential election, an event for which he has literally years to prepare for, to make sure he is hearing God rightly. 
and he misses it time after time after time. How does that work? And also, if you've ever watched Pat Robertson on the 700 Club, every program, he, uh, at some point in the program, usually kind of towards the end, he will have, he'll get words of knowledge and he'll hold the hand of his guest host, Terry Mewson, and, uh, hold her hand and they'll begin to pray and they'll both be getting words of knowledge in real time from Yahweh about people out there watching on TV land who have, you know, you've seen Pat Robertson do this, you know, uh, the Lord's showing me somebody right now you're, you're watching and you've got bursitis. Uh, on your left foot uh, and uh, God's healing that right now. And someone else, you, you've got, uh, you, you've got something going on with your neck in the neck area and, and there's some inflammation there and some stiffness. God's healing that right now. So you've seen this probably. I mean, he does it all the time, gets words of knowledge in real time about people all over the country and around the world. So he can hear God on those things, but he cannot hear God on the United States presidential election, an event for which he has years to prepare. Folks, they're liars. They're charlatans. They are, they are either flat out lying or they are so severely deceived that, that you have no business listening to these people at all. We'll talk more about that as the video goes on. Uh, also, uh, Jeremiah Johnson also got into the uh, presidential prophetic endeavors. Watch this from Jeremiah Johnson. But the Lord told me to watch the L.A. Dodgers. Watch the L.A. Dodgers? You seriously think God is telling you to watch the L.A. Dodgers as some prophetic significance? Seriously? to watch Amy Coney Barrett and watch the re-election of Donald Trump. I'm doing great. So here's the first question. Do you really believe President Trump is going to be re-elected? If, if you are caught up to the throne of God and he face-to-face -face tells you he is winning, there's no doubt whatsoever. He will win because that's God's plan. That is Kat Kerr, and Kat Kerr calls herself a prophet, prophetess, or a seer. Uh, you, if you've never come across this lady, she is truly one of the most bizarre women you'll ever come across. She claims that she goes to heaven almost every day. I kid you not, almost every day she goes to heaven. Uh, she is a weather warrior, and she lives down in Florida. And anytime a hurricane is coming in, uh, she makes videos of herself. She'll go down on the beach or uh, somewhere, you know, on the on the coast there with a hurricane looming, and she gets out her Gandalf magic staff and commands the hurricane to go back out into the ocean. She commands the millibars to rise. She said, I command millibars to rise. And, and, uh, she starts swinging her Gandalf magic staff around like a, like a wild woman. And interestingly, the hurricanes never seem to pay her any attention. They just barrel on in anyway. But, uh, and she calls herself a seer. I mean, she, she has, she sees things in the spirit realm, you see, that, that you and I just don't see. Again, this is a modern day version of Gnosticism. So on October the 2nd, 2020, Sid Roth puts up a video on his YouTube channel entitled Top 10 Trump 
prophecies. We're not going to go through all 10 of them, but just a small sampling. Watch this again, posted October the 2nd, 2020. Now, you have to admit, 2020 has been a real Meshuggah year. That's a Hebrew word for a crazy year. It seems everywhere there's a new crisis. But God is never caught off guard. That's true. God is never caught off guard. But boy, all the false prophets sure were. Keenan just told me about a dream. And it hasn't been the right time to release it. But he says, now is the time, and you'll understand why he said this dream about President Trump was shocking. Keenan, tell me about uh, the dream, and uh, more important, the interpretation. When the Lord gave me this dream, it, it was very detailed, and I'll, I'll talk about the the last two parts of the dream. So the last two parts, I was in a cafeteria and the cafeteria, everyone was wearing all white and uh, people were going through this cafeteria line. And as they were going through the line, the servants who were very tall, they were wearing all white. And Kenan Bridges goes on to give a full exegesis of his dream. Uh, Tracy Cook also got a dream from God. Briefly tell me this vision of the wounded eagle. Well, Sid, I was uh, in a season of fasting, and during that time of fasting, he took me to the heavenlies, and I, I saw this eagle. And the left side of this eagle... The saw, eagle represents what? United States of America. Okay. And I saw where this left wing had dropped and was battered and bruised and wounded deeply. But it had an American flag wrapped around it like a banner. You would take a, a normal banner on your wounds. And Jeremiah Johnson also had some prophetic dreams. Let's listen to his. Jeremiah, welcome to the program today. Tell us a little bit about the two angels that visited you in the dream that night. Thank you so much for having me on the show. You know, in this encounter, an angel of glory that was just pure gold wearing a white sash entered into my room. And then there was an angel of cleansing. There is no such thing as an angel of cleansing. There, the, the Bible says nothing about an angel of cleansing. That had a, a large broom in its hands. And I begin to interact with these two angels at night and they begin to tell me that there is a boom that is coming to the upper room. No more rhymes now. I mean it. Anybody want to feel it? I believe that they were saying to me that there is a mighty outpouring of the Holy Spirit that is coming to the global church. If I showed you all of the dreams and visions, this video would be weeks long. Uh, but, but all of these people, Tracy Cook, Keenan Bridges, Kevin Zadai, Hank Kuhneman, Kat Kerr, on and on and on, Kenneth Copeland, on and on and on. They all talk about their dreams and visions. If they spent 1% as much time exegeting scripture as they do exegeting their dreams and visions, they would probably do themselves a great service in, in moving away from this nonsense. But this is one of the hallmarks of the charismatic movement. They don't exegete scripture. 
And uh, I have a question. Where are the charismatic expositors? Where are they? I mean, they're practically non-existent. I won't say completely non-existent, but but for all intents and purposes, there are no charismatic expositors of Scripture. They spend far more time expositing their dreams and their visions and giving you full exegesis of dreams and visions, which are just the products of their own vain imaginations. They spend way more time doing that than ever dealing with scripture. And even when they do deal with scripture, again, almost without exception, what they do is they will begin with their dream and their vision, and then they will reference some scripture and then import that into their dream and vision. So the dream, their dreams and visions is the foundation for everything they teach, everything they preach, and they use scripture just, and they, they eisegete scripture into their dreams and visions. So my question is, where are the charismatic expositors? You know, it, it's almost like Bigfoot. You know, there, there's lots of rumors about them and a few grainy photos, but there's no actual proof that they really exist. And, uh, not to say that there, there aren't some, there's a few, there, there are a very few, um, people who would be, uh, continuous charismatic, believe in the continuance of the, or the, the, the restoration rather, really more accurately said of, of the apostolic gifts. Um, you know, guys like Wayne Grudem and Sam Storms that would, that would be more careful. But, but those guys, Wayne Grudem and Sam Storms, they're, those are the, that's the fringe of the charismatic movement. That's not the, that's not the mainstream. That's the friends, fringe. Uh, the, the mainstream of the charismatic movement is this garbage. That's what it is. That's the, that's the mainstream of the charismatic movement. And for proof of that, all you need to do is look at Christian television. Turn on TBN, turn on Daystar, turn on Lucia Broadcasting, turn on, uh, the Inspiration Network, uh, any of, any other of these Christian outlets, quote unquote. They're all charismatic. 100% are charismatic. And when you turn on Christian television, you don't see exposition going on. You don't see true expositors. You don't see men like, John MacArthur or Steve Lawson or Paul Washer or Vody Balkum. You don't see expositors. You see Andrew Womack and Bill Johnson of Bethel Church and Christine Kane and Joyce Meyer, Creflo Dollar, Ed Young Jr., Stephen Furtick, Joel Osteen, Beth Moore, Robert Morris, Rick Warren. None of these people are expositors. All Christian television is, is a function of supply and demand. That's all it is. That's all it is. Whatever the demand is, that's what they're going to supply. And so if you want to see where Christian Christianity is, just the broad, visible spectrum of evangelicalism as a whole, just turn on TVN. Turn on Christian television. That's it. Because that's what the demand is. If there was a demand for exposition, if there was a demand for sound teaching, uh, you would see men like John MacArthur and Steve Lawson and all these other um, true expositors, you, you, but that's not what you see. Sid Roth has some of the, I mean, the, the looniest, looniest stuff that you could possibly imagine on a weekly basis on his television program. I mean, he, he had a lady name, her name escapes me right now, but he had a lady on uh, a couple of years ago who claims that her, when she plays her violin, it's so anointed that people actually age in reverse. 
He had um, Joshua Mills on several years ago who claims that a lady was fishing in the Arctic. She lost her sunglasses and God brought up a fish to her wearing a brand, not the pair that she lost, mind you, but a brand new pair of sunglasses, a, a fish wearing sunglasses. Uh, I mean, the looniest stuff, throwing babies against walls. I'm actually going to do a video on that. But, uh, yeah, reenacting something out of the life of Smith Wigglesworth that supposedly happened when God apparently told him to throw a baby against a wall and then kick it. I mean, honestly, it, you, it, it is so bizarre and disturbing and just lunacy, absolute lunacy. If somebody came up to me and said, and they held a gun to my head and said, Justin, I want you to come up with something, with, with something crazier than the previous guest on Sid Roth's program. I'd say, pull the trigger. I, I got nothing. Literally. I, I mean, I could not do it. It is, it is, it is, it is, it is disturbing. It is disgusting. The world is laughing at it. And again, where are the charismatic expositors. On Sunday, October the 18th, Donald Trump attended a service at the International Church of Las Vegas. This is a wildly charismatic church that is pastored by Paul and Denise Goulet. Now, they're right off the bat. Anytime you see a church that has a woman as a pastor or co-pastor, you automatically know this is not a real church. This is not a church that meets the biblical definition of a church. Elders are to be men. Uh, so, uh, but that is, that is rampant in the charismatic movement. The, the women preach just as much, if not more so than the men do. But, uh, that's, that's a whole other issue. But, uh, the co-pastor or co-pastrix or whatever you want to Caller, uh, Denise Goulet, uh, shared with the President of the United States and the entire world watching a prophecy, a word of knowledge that she got from God. The Lord said to me, I am going to give your president a second win. So God told Denise Goulet that he was going to give President Trump a second wind, which interpreted means a second term. You know, there have been some reports. I don't know if you've seen it, but uh, some reports that Donald Trump has actually mocked some of the evangelicals that have supported him. Who can blame him? I mean, honestly, who can blame him? It is a tragedy that that the the president mr trump has had as his spiritual advisors these kind of looney tune false prophets that call themselves christians and that is his idea of christianity his closest spiritual advisor is paula white it, it is a it is a tragedy it's also a tragedy by the way that uh jack graham and robert jeffress who are two of the leading pastors in the Southern Baptist Convention endorsed Paula White. Shame on them. Um, it is just unbelievable. It, it, it really is. I, I, I feel badly for the president. I feel badly for him that his idea of Christianity has been shaped 
by these kinds of false prophets. And some of you may have heard of a man named Mark Taylor. Mark Taylor is a fireman by trade, uh, but he made big news a few years ago when he supposedly prophesied that Trump would win his first election in 2016. And now four years later, God has spoken to him again that, of course, Trump would win re-election in 2020. Will it be an eight-year presidency? Absolutely. Absolutely, we will. Uh, you're sure about that? Yeah, I'm sure about that. So Mark Taylor got all kinds of charismatic accolades and creds a few years ago when he supposedly prophesied that Donald Trump would win in 2016. And now, four years later, even after four years of more experience and four more years to, to, to really fine-tune the skills of hearing the voice of God, uh, he, he did a face plant with all of the others. So uh, let me show you this video. This is a video from a man named John Hemans, I believe is how you pronounce his last name. He is the pastor of, he along with his wife, of course, they're co-pastors of a church in Australia entitled the Open Heavens Church. Open Heavens, that's, um, there's some charismatic lingo for you. Open Heavens, that, you know, God is just dispensing all this new revelation knowledge and all that kind of stuff. Open Heavens, open visions, that kind of thing. So um, watch this. This is a prophecy that he gave uh, shortly before the election. So I was initially reluctant to um, to release this prophetic word because I, I don't, I, I'm not comfortable with um, being seen as some sort of political pundit or political prophet. I'm just um, my whole focus is the is the kingdom of God and how the kingdom of God is expanded across the face of the earth. But I just um, I'll share with you what I felt um, the Lord say to me this morning and. Um, let me interrupt this false prophecy just for a moment. Did you catch how he said what I feel like the Lord? Dear friends, charismatics say this all the time, and even some non-charismatics, many non-charismatics do, but you hear this all the time. I just really feel like the Lord. I feel like the Lord is telling us such and such. I feel like the Lord wants us to, you know, is trying to tell us to do this or to do that. I feel like the Lord might be trying to tell us said nobody in the Bible ever, ever. Okay. So if if you have to wonder whether or not God spoke to you, he didn't. If you have to wonder whether or not God spoke to you, he didn't. When God speaks, he doesn't stutter and God doesn't whisper. Let me take this opportunity to commend to you an excellent book on how God does and does not speak to people today. I've done some other videos. Author of this book is Jim Osmond. I highly, highly commend it to you. But uh, th this is a, a, a dead giveaway. Anytime someone says, I, I really feel like the Lord. No, no, God doesn't talk like that. Um, I felt the Lord say this, that there is a blue wave threatening to engulf the United States of America. Now, that blue wave obviously is, represents the, uh, the the Democrat side of politics. But I heard the Lord say, for the sake of my remnant and for the sake of the gospel, I am releasing a red wave. That red wave is the blood of my son, Jesus. Dear ones, what you just heard there is complete blasphemy. Now, I take a backseat to no one in my conservative political beliefs. Uh, politically speaking, I'm about as conservative as you can possibly get. But to say that the red wave that is going to wash over the United States is the blood of Jesus Christ, and you tie that to 
the reelection of Donald Trump or anyone for that matter, tie that to a, a political event, that is, that, that, sometimes blasphemy is not strong enough a word. That is absolutely incomprehensible to me. And it's, it's not just that he taught this, but he is ascribing this to God himself. He is, he is saying that God is the source of this kind of blasphemy. It is, dear friends, these people are not hearing from God. And some of you have heard me say this before. One of the great ironies in this whole issue between the charismatic movement and the cessationist position to which I hold uh, the belief that not all of the spiritual gifts have ceased, but only the apostolic gifts, the sign gifts have ceased, can no longer in operation of the church. Uh, the great irony is that the charismatics, word of faith, new apostolic reformation, they would look at people like me or Steve Lawson or John MacArthur or, you know, people that hold to a cessationist viewpoint, Paul Washer and, and Jim Osmond, a pastor friend of mine. But anyway, everyone who holds a cessationist position, they would look at us and say, Oh, you don't believe in the Holy Spirit. You don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. On contraire, I am so confident in the power of the person of the Holy Spirit of God, the third person of the triune Godhead who indwells every believer, that I do not believe that someone can teach the kind of heresies and blasphemies that these people routinely teach and be indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God and have no prick of conscience about it. It's just not possible. The Holy Spirit of God is not a weakling. He is strong. If he is strong enough to save us, he is strong enough to deliver us out of deception. And so the great irony is, is that it is actually all of these false prophets and word of faith and new apostolic reformation folks. It is they who have a very small, very diminished view of the Holy Spirit. And I want to show you this clip, too. Uh, Apparently, Mr. Trump went to this international church of Las Vegas on at least two separate occasions. Watch this. What I was hearing the Lord say. Okay, so this is Pastor Denise Goulet again that we talked about a little bit earlier. Notice that she says she is hearing the Lord say the following to her. This is not out of her own imagination or her own opinion. This is what Yahweh is telling her. It was, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Friends, that is utter blasphemy. That is undiluted heresy and blasphemy. She is putting words in God's mouth spoken over Donald Trump. This is my son in whom I am well pleased. Are you kidding me? These are the words that the the father spoke over his son, Jesus Christ, at his baptism and transfiguration. And she's putting those words that God spoke of Christ in God's mouth to speak over Donald Trump or anybody. 
unbelievable, unbelievable. The, the, the fact that that entire building didn't collapse on them, like, like the, the building collapsed over the Philistines and killed everyone in there. The fact that that building did not collapse at the moment she spoke that kind of heresy is a testimony to the patience and forbearance of God. That is utter blasphemy. And this is the irony. This is the irony is that these charismatics and word faith would look at someone like me or John MacArthur or Paul Washer or, you know, Steve Lawson or Jim Osmond, those who are, those of us who are cessationists and not just preachers, of course, but all of us who are cessationists, they would look at us and say, you don't believe in the Holy Spirit. You don't believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. Dear friends, my, my view of the Holy Spirit of God is far too high to allow for something like that. How is it that this movement that claims to have such a high view of the Holy Spirit is home to the most jaw-dropping blasphemies and heresies that you could possibly imagine? How is it that, that this is the home of, of someone like Todd White or Kenneth Copeland, who says that God is the biggest failure in the Bible, or he says, when, when I read in the Bible where he says, I am, I just smile and I say, I am too. It is the home of people who think God is instructing them to throw babies against walls. How is it that, that this is the, the charismatic word faith movement is the home, the welcoming home to the most shocking blasphemies, heresies, false prophecies and out and out charlatanism fake signs and wonders utter deception exploiting the poor the sick the desperate and the widows for personal financial gain every horrific thing you could possibly imagine to put under the the guise of christianity finds a welcome home in the word faith, new apostolic reformation movement and the, not all, but the vast majority of the charismatic movement finds a welcome home. And these people claim to have such a high view of the Holy Spirit of God. My view of the Holy Spirit is too high for that. The Holy Spirit of God is not a weakling. If he is strong enough to save us, he is strong enough to deliver us out of deception. And anyone in that building who heard her say that, with a theological IQ above freezing would have shrieked in horror. If they, if, if she was truly indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God, the moment that, that, that those words crossed her lips or even the thought entered her mind, the Holy Spirit of God would drop her to her knees under such heavy conviction. Same with Kenneth Copeland and Jesse Duplantis and, and all the others. And so it is actually these folks who have a very small, very diminished, very low view of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so now let us move to post-election. Uh, I want to show you some video clips, uh, give you just a small smattering of examples of what the prophets were saying after the election. And uh, many of these 
the, many of these clips were compiled by my friend Stephen Kozar, who has his own YouTube channel entitled The Messed Up Church, and I will provide a link down there below in the description. And um, so he's got a lot of a lot of good stuff there. So uh, thank you very much to Stephen Kozar for putting compiling some of this. So here's what the prophets were saying post election. Here are the prophets speaking just after the election. President Trump is going to win. I knew that we were going to be victorious, and I knew that Trump was going to be president. And he is going to win. And now is the time not to waver, but to stand on the word of God. And God very clearly has spoken that Trump is going to be president. You know, I say to leaders, I always say to the leaders that are hedging your bets. Well, you know, I believe there, there's probably been a little fraud and, you know, I'm, you know, maybe, maybe God's going to work in this, but if he doesn't, you know, we're, then we just get behind Biden and pray for him. Listen, make a stand. Okay. Make a stand and quit hedging it with, but, 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 but just, just say what, what the truth is and motivate your people to pray. Don't give them a little out. Well, you know, but, you know, whatever God does, what kind of stand is that? So, you know, I have just zero tolerance and respect for this mamby pamby, uh, you know, oh, you know, I think this, but what are, you know, what are, no, not whatever. I have zero tolerance and respect for false prophets. Get it, get before God long enough till you believe, till you know what you really believe, and then tell us what you really believe. Well, Dutch, I hate to point out the obvious, but uh, perhaps you didn't get before the Lord long enough to at least hear him rightly. And I um, do know what I believe. I believe you're a false prophet. So make a stand. Tell us what you really believe. Get on one side or the other, definitely, so everybody knows what you believe and do it. Yeah, I still believe you're a false prophet. And if you don't have backbone enough to do that, then go get a job doing something other than preaching the gospel or being a voice for God in the earth. I'm sorry, but that's just what I believe. He actually says, if you have doubt regarding what the prophets prophesied about Donald Trump's reelection, then stop preaching the gospel. Well, A, most of these folks really aren't preaching the gospel in the first place. And I would say, if you want to get out of the ministry, the person who needs to get out of the ministry are all these people who continue to put words in God's mouth that he did not say. Do you have any idea how much reproach is being brought on the gospel by all of these false prophets? More on that in just a minute. As someone who is in touch with all the prophets in America who have prophesied that Donald Trump would win a second term, they're not giving an inch. They're not willing to budge. They're not willing to repent. All of us are unanimous believing the word that God spoke to us that Trump indeed would win a re-election. Okay, so don't miss what he just said there. This is November the 11th. This is a week or so after the election. And Jeremiah Johnson, who prophesied Donald Trump's re-election, uh, said that he is in touch with all of the prophets, and they are all unanimous that God has told them that Donald Trump will win, even after the election. And after, granted, there were you know, legal maneuverings and all these kinds of things, and, and in my estimation, some very credible 
um, uh, charges of voter fraud and all that, all that notwithstanding, but they still say that God told them that Donald Trump would have a second term and the prophets were unanimous. Those who are sensing what the Lord was saying, no one, not one, prophesied that Joe Biden would win. Every single prophet has said that Donald Trump is going to win. Unanimous. Now, riddle me this, Batman. How is it that all of the prophets, all of them, were completely unanimous that God had spoken to them and told them that Donald Trump's going to win re-election? How is it that they were all wrong? How is it that they could be wrong on something so huge and an event for which they had years in advance to prepare? If they difference, if they were all wrong on something this size and they remained wrong even after the election occurred, then why in the blue eyed world would you have any reason to believe that these folks are hearing from God on any level? If they can't get this right, why in the world would you trust them to get anything else right? And, and as I said a little bit ago, if, if you were to listen to these prophets, God is talking to them all the time. He is this divine, celestial, chatty Kathy doll who talks to them constantly. And they, and they constantly hear his voice and are constantly telling you everything God has to say. And yet they couldn't seem to hear him right on this. Why? Why? I mean, use a little, aside from the theology, just a little common sense, a little common sense. Why would you believe that any of these people are hearing from God? Answer, there is no reason. They're not hearing from God. They just aren't. And that what's happening right now is the false prophets of the media are literally cutting themselves. They're dancing in the street and they're shouting. Okay, I've got to point out just a bit of irony here. Jeremiah Johnson, rather than admitting that he is a false prophet, he says that the people in the media are the false prophets. Not him. The media are the false prophets. These media people, most of whom don't even claim to be Christian, and they're completely opposed to a biblical worldview, they certainly do not claim that God is speaking to them, yet they are the false prophets. Not the man of God who claims that God speaks to him and yet he prophesies wrongly, says things that God never said. No, he's not the false prophet. It's these secular media people, you see, who are the false prophets. That is The, the lack of self-awareness is just absolutely stunning. Meanwhile, there are much larger issues on our hands than just the presidency. I've told people this, listen, if he doesn't end up getting reelected, I will openly repent to the body of Christ. I don't believe just because you miss a prophecy makes you a false prophet. Okay, so Jeremiah Johnson says that just because you make a false prophecy, that doesn't make you a false prophet. And Dr. Michael Brown uses this same argument, and we'll deal with that later on in this video. But let me just say up here real quickly, 
yes, it does make you a false prophet. Just like when you commit adultery, that makes you an adulterer. When you lie, that makes you a liar. When you steal something, that makes you a thief. When you make a false prophecy, it means you are a false prophet. So what would you say, Sid, now that we're on the other side of the election, things didn't quite turn out the way um, many people anticipated. What does that mean for the prophets and the prophetic? Were those words fake or what's your take on that? I believe the word of God. I believe the prophets. Now, having said that, I'm going to do the, I'm going to take the other side of the coin. If they are all wrong, it doesn't destroy my faith in God. It destroys my faith in the accuracy of the prophets. But I, I still have faith in the prophets because my faith is in the word of God. You just heard Sid Roth say that if all the prophets end up being wrong, he, he recorded that on November the 26th of 2020. If they all end up being wrong, it doesn't destroy his faith in God, but it does destroy his faith in the accuracy of the prophets. We'll see later on in this video that unfortunately that is not true. Anything about American politics, but I know one thing. What is written in the scroll in heaven about the destiny of the U.S. And in that destiny, God's will is Mr. Trump should be should serve another term. Between November 3 and January 20, anything can happen to overturn, right? Right? Am I right? Anything can happen to overturn. So you want to, don't stop praying till November 3. You want to continue till Mr. Trump is safely installed, inaugurated on January 20th. Amen. One of the greatest tragedies in all of this is the incalculable reproach that it has brought upon the name of Christ and the gospel. There are a number of atheistic YouTube channels out there, and I, I kind of raise my eyebrows at that atheistic term because theologically there is no such thing as an atheist, uh, but there are people who call themselves atheists. But uh, there's a number of atheistic YouTube channels out there that have that have seen this, and they have taken clip after clip after clip after clip out of all these charismatic prophets claiming that God told them that Trump would be Reelected, and uh, they are using it to mock Christians. Here's just a small sampling. I said, Lord, Joe Biden don't need to be president. And just like this, just like if you'd answered me, he said he won't. Last month, I showed you how some of the most famous pastors on earth falsely prophesied that Trump would win the 2020 U.S. presidential election. I want to say without question, Trump is going to win the election. Trump is going to get in the White House. I believe that 1,000%. I don't have one bit of a doubt. I don't have basketball-sized ulcers. I'm not chewing my fingernails to the quick. I'm not going to go to bed tonight and lose one ounce or wink of sleep. President Trump won. He will be re-elected and inaugurated for a second term, 100%. Joe Biden did not win. Donald Trump single-handedly won the largest margin victory in the United States of America. Are, are you saying that all of this is culminating 
in, and I want, I'm, I'm, I'm going to press you on this, Chris, in Donald Trump getting his second term of presidency. It has to. Yes. That's what I hear. Yes. I'm not going to trust in what I see and what I hear. I'm going to trust in what God said. There. Okay. I want to interrupt here real quickly. That is a word faith false teacher by the name of Kurt Landry. And you heard him say that I, I'm not going to believe what I see with my eyes. I'm not going to believe what I hear with my ears. I'm just going to believe what God says. This is typical word faith doctrine that you deny sensory knowledge. You deny what you see. You deny what you can observe. You, you deny your intellect. You, to, in, in other words, to really go deep with God, you've got to disengage your mind, disengage rational thought. Then and only then can you get to the deep, secret, hidden things of God. And, and again, this is, this is a, a modern day version, warmed over version of the ancient heresy of Gnosticism. And they take it even to the extreme, like when you're sick, uh, if you, if you have cancer or, um, or maybe even something not so serious like the flu or whatever your symptoms are, you deny that you deny those symptoms. You deny that you're sick. And then and only then can you receive your healing. Classic word faith teaching. Anyway, back to the, back to the atheistic mocking of all of us. There's got to be a restoration of trusting God and his prophets. And so I see a lot of prophets are peeling off left and right saying, okay, we've lost it. I apologize. I am not apologizing. Donald J. Trump will be uh, serve a second term. I dreamed that Donald Trump got reelected. That's no guessing games. He is the one that God's going to put his hands on. I get letters uh, all the time about, you know, you missed your prediction on Trump. He didn't win. Where is your faith? Where are the people believing the prophets? Well, I believe the prophets. I, I, I am looking with great anticipation for President Trump to get serve a second term and go down as one of the greatest presidents in history. Oh, my God! Wow! As each milestone in the electoral process came and went, with Biden still being the very clear winner, they kept pushing back the dates that the prophecy would come to pass. Mark your calendar for December 12th, 2020. Something remarkable is going to happen. God is going to bring a thick red on circling the December 12th. A red wave is going to come because God wants to bring an amazing victory for President Donald J. Trump. The Lord is going to do amazing things. He's going to bring the red wave and he's on the move. God is never late. He's on time. Well, that aged like milk. President Donald J. Trump is going to win in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God will bring victory for President Trump and for this nation as we, the church, continue to pray. Bruh. Brother Sid Roth said, there is a miracle that is in the making and the waiting. But watch these next two weeks. It shall be shocking and awe. So Hank Kuhneman channeling God quotes him as saying, it shall be shocking and awe. Yikes. God really has some bad grammar. Maybe in all of his busy activity of upholding all things by the word of his power, he, he neglected to brush up on his, uh, hooked on phonics. That I may bring a December that you will remember. 
start clapping. It just came in the spirit, and it was a vision. And I saw Trump and numbers going up. Then I saw numbers the same way below it, about half the size, half the length going down. And it said Biden. I heard, now is the time for my people to sing the song of victory. Sing it boldly and let all the spirit world know that you are not going to, you're, you're not going to take no for an answer. This is the words of the Lord. For you do not think I can make things right by Christmas. I can too. <laughs> I'd like to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. It takes a seasoned prophet to really understand it. And uh, I know a few that are absolutely accurate. I, I would be shocked if they ever made a mistake. And, and all of them are saying President Trump has won. I know that President Trump will have two terms as president of the United States. The corruption and the evil that has worked its way into the government of America is far worse than we imagine. But God says, I'm going to flip this thing and it's all going to come to the top and float. You're going to smell how how bad it is and how ugly it is. And we haven't seen anything yet, but it's coming. God is flipping this thing. Now we're realizing we're not crazy. They're crazy. And, and the Lord gave it to me like this. Behold, the ballots of the laborers who have voted in this election have been kept back by fraud. Cry out. And we're not only seeing the people cry out. But Gene, we're seeing the ballots cry out. The reason I'm in Dallas-Fort Worth is there was a prophetic words given that as Dallas-Fort Worth goes, so will go the nation. It would take five Supreme Court justices to have courage, and that's what everybody's crying out for is courage. What the state of Texas is doing in this moment, I believe, is indeed prophetic. And I think everyone needs to understand the power of their individual act. It could be that Texas will be the catalyst to wake up the rest of the American church. Other self-proclaimed prophets continued to double down, saying that God was about to work in the final hour. Just wait, you'll see. And I gave you a prophetic word, and the prophetic word was this. Buckle your seatbelts, because it's going to be 11 hours, 59 minutes, and 59 seconds. So I think this thing is going to go out to the end. But I will bring justice this January. And I will bring the sound of celebration and freedom. March of this year. You will see 2021 shall be the year of your victory and of your celebration, says the living God. And even push the date of the prophecy back all the way to Inauguration Day. The end of this is on January the 20th. I don't care if everybody stones me, false prophet. I'm not flinching. Because see, Christy and I are going to be in Washington, D.C. at the inauguration on January the 20th, standing there like we did in 2016, celebrating with the Lord that Donald J. Trump is the president of the United States. So we're going to be there. We're already making arrangements to go. Why? Because that's our reality. Well, his reality and actual reality are obviously two very different things. But this is typical amongst word faith NAR proponents. Friends, walking by faith, not by sight, does not mean that we are to deny what is obvious reality around us. It doesn't mean that we are to deny that we are sick when we are, in fact, actually sick. And it doesn't mean that we deny that Joe Biden is a president of the United States when he, in fact, is actually 
the President of the United States. All of you that are watching, I want you to stretch your hands this way, and we're going to stretch this staff toward the Capitol. And we're going to part that seat. It's going to be symbolic of Moses. And yet still nothing seemed to change. Even as Republicans began turning on Trump, who now faced a second impeachment, these pastors kept doubling down. I refuse to let it get on me. I refuse to quit. I don't quit. Bless God, I don't quit. Just don't quit. I'm a covenant man. I don't ever quit. I don't ever quit. I don't quit this election. And you know, I'm a true prophet. I only say what God tells me to say. The Lord again spoke to me and said, this will not be fully settled until January the 18th. Joe Biden and Kamala, Kamala, whatever her name is, Harris, will never be president and vice president. Stop calling them elect. Joe Biden didn't win. He's not the president. He will never be the president. And come January the 20th, I'm telling you, I'll be bing, 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 winner, winner, chicken dinner, referring back to this video. Reckon how often Greg Locke will be wanting to refer back to this video now. Today, the Twitter sphere has been crazy. YouTube has been nuts. My phone has blown up. I mean, I got full-grown pastors, okay? Full-grown adult men sending me text messages, sending me inbox messages, asking me when I'm going to repent and resign my church because I said Trump was going to win the election and Trump didn't win. Let me tell you something. Trump won by landslide, ladies and gentlemen. So we don't have one thing to apologize for. You didn't just say Biden would never be president. You said Trump would be re-inaugurated and never leave the White House. Trump is getting back in that White House. Matter of fact, he is never going to leave. He will be re-elected and inaugurated for a second term, 100%. I'm telling you, I'll be bing, 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 winner, winner, chicken dinner, referring back to this video. I'll ask it again. Do you think people in the prophetic got it wrong? And if it wasn't God speaking to them, who was speaking to them? So if we go to the, I don't, you know, I don't know why we're so interested in if the people in prophetic got it wrong. It's kind of like... Yeah, why wouldn't we be? Why wouldn't we be? Well, because Hitler is on his way to Poland, and right now they're having a debate in uh, England. Get Churchill, and now that the war cabinet's assembled, everyone that was seeing this scenario wants the scalp of those who were not on the same page. And Churchill goes, put that behind you right now. We've got bigger fish to fry. Let's just say we've all made mistakes. We're in the middle of the war for our survival. Let's unify to not make the same mistake that Israel did throughout their history. They stoned true prophets who in fact turned out that it was right. They needed to afford the prophecy to breathe and they needed to allow God to do what he said. Come back and talk to me in four years. I'm going to start in tongues, and I believe that I am going to laugh about all of these problems, and I want I want all the musicians, Robin and Robin, and, and their, their family uh, to enter in. I want everyone viewing us right now to enter in, because we are at our Red Sea, and but... God, I want you to know I'm not making that laughter up. No, sounds like a perfectly authentic laugh to me. Ha 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 
Well, that was painfully awkward. I have chosen my act, and you will see it, says the Lord, and it will be in my perfect timing, and you will hear the movement of my feet as I shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. shake, shake. It ain't over till the fat lady sings. And the truth of the matter is, it's not over till God says it's over. Checkmate atheists. So that was just a, a brief couple little excerpts from this atheistic YouTube channel. It's actually run by a young man who was raised in a evangelical home or in evangelical home. Uh, but in listening to him, I'm, I'm almost certain it was of the word of faith variety, uh, all of this nonsense. And he's turned away from it. Kind of, kind of hard to blame him. And so, uh, th- this is the danger and what the world believes about Christianity is what it sees on Christian television. We all get painted with this broad brush. And so um, let's go to another couple of clips from a different atheistic YouTube channel. It appears obvious he will be at 290, which is an easy victory in the Electoral College. He will be the next president of the United States. And these evangelicals are losing their minds. The media said Joe Biden's president. Ha 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 That's a tough clip to watch in its entirety. If you made it through, I commend you. I found it difficult to watch because it's just so bizarre. Of course, that is Kenneth Copeland. He has a long history of posting bizarre stuff, preaching bizarre sermons, making bizarre statements. I think he counts among the scam evangelist, right? He's in that category. Can't really blame atheists for making fun of these people, right? I mean, Kenneth Copeland... He was not satisfied to utterly be clown himself over COVID. He had to do it here too. I mean, just that demonic kind of laugh. And I've said it before. Uh, I truly believe that Kenneth Copeland is demon possessed. There's, there's a couple of these people that I genuinely, honestly believe are demon possessed, actually bona fide demon possessed. One is Todd Bentley. And the other is Kenneth Copeland. No, no doubt in my mind. This is Paula White. We've talked a lot about her. She, of course, has a hall pass to the White House, which is weird in a state church separated government. Another millionaire scam evangelist who is on Donald Trump's evangelical advisory board and is, get this, Donald Trump's personal spiritual advisor. She has direct access to the president. The election is not going her way, so she held a sermon where she called down, or called over, angels from Africa. 
strike and 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 strike until you have victory for every enemy that is aligned against you let there be that we would strike the ground for you will give us victory God I hear a sound of abundance of rain I hear a sound of victory I hear a sound of shouting and singing I hear a sound of victory I hear a sound of an abundance of rain I hear a sound of victory I hear a sound of an abundance of rain I hear a sound of victory the Lord says it is done the Lord says it is done the Lord says it is done for I hear victory 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 in the quarters of heaven in the quarters of heaven victory 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 for angels are being released right now angels are being dispatched right now Amanda Ata Ata Raka Teda Baka Sanda Ata Ambo Osa Tata Rite Eke Banda Ata Rike Didi Asha for angels have even been dispatched from Africa right now Africa right now Africa right now from Africa right now my favorite part of this clip is not Paula White it's watching the guy who kept pacing behind her who is that guy the guy with the open Bible and he's wearing shorts and he's not saying a word he's just kind of walking back and forth and back and forth what is his role What is he doing back there? Is he somehow amplifying the message or is the Bible serving as a conduit? You know, the open pages are a conduit for God's power or perhaps the power of the angels from Africa. I have questions. Well, it's hard to blame you, Seth. I have questions about it, too, though undoubtedly for very different reasons. Uh, Seth Andrews then goes on to talk about Chris Valentine. And uh, Chris Valentine is on staff there at Bethel Church, and he made, of course, prophecies that Donald Trump would be reelected. And then shortly after the election, just a couple of days afterward, he, he actually realized that Trump did not win the election or like that. So it appeared. And so he made an apology and listened to what uh, Seth Andrews has to say about this. Let me share with you a clip from a real life prophet. This guy hears the voice of God and then gives prophecy from God to the country, to the world, to the ages. His name is Chris Vallotton. He is from Bethel Church in California. He predicted, he prophesied that Donald Trump would win the election. He would win a second term. It is guaranteed. I actually made a note of his uh, quote. He said, the Lord wants it. So this was the prophecy. Well, of course, that prophecy did not come true. And this prophet of God went online to apologize. I really want to apologize sincerely apologize for missing the prophecy about Donald Trump. Uh, I prophesied um, that Donald Trump would be president four days after he uh, four days after he uh, took the nomination. Uh, the first time uh, four days after he declared himself a candidate, I should say the first time. And um, I that was obviously right. And then later on, I prophesied that he would um, not be impeached, and in fact, that he would win another term. And I was completely wrong. I take full responsibility for being wrong. There's no excuse for it. I I think it um, it doesn't make me a false prophet, but it does actually create a credibility gap. I would encourage members of Bethel Church and all of his viewers and listeners around the world to perhaps take a step backward. And ask yourself how someone who is divinely appointed 
receiving God's perfect instruction can make such a major, M-A-J-O-R, major mistake. See, he gets it. A professing atheist gets it that a true prophet, someone who is really hearing from God, could not possibly be wrong about something this M-A-J-O-R major. And again, dear ones, it's not just one or two. It's not just a few of them that got it wrong. Every single one of them got it wrong. Something this huge as monumental as a United States presidential election, an event for which they had years to prepare to make sure that they were hearing God rightly and exactly zero of them did. None. They are not hearing from God because God is not speaking today in that way. He speaks to us through his word, no longer through dreams and visions and prophecies. And again, dear ones, the great tragedy in all of this is the incalculable reproach that this has brought upon the gospel and the name of Jesus Christ. These charlatans, false prophets, liars, deceivers, they have made a mockery out of the gospel. They have made a mockery out of Christianity. The world is laughing at it. They are mocking us and we all get painted with that same broad brush. In fact, I want to show you something interesting that, that, uh, this YouTube channel is entitled The Thinking Atheist. And, uh, his name is Seth Andrews. And I, I was just looking at some of his, uh, videos, uh, on his, uh, YouTube channel. I'm going to put a screenshot up of this. So look at this. I, this is a screenshot that I took just the other day. Uh, today's January 24th, I think. So I probably took it on the 22nd or so. All right. So the, the thumbnail. Uh, for this particular video is on the third row. So look down, count down one, two, three rows and go over, uh, till you see the evangelical meltdown. You see that thumbnail? So it's the one, two, three, four, fifth thumbnail there. Uh, the evangelical election meltdown. Look at the number of views. 645,000 views. Now, this channel has a lot of subscribers, 321,000 subscribers. But if you look at the number of views on most of his other videos, uh, I mean, no, no slight to him, but not really all that impressive numbers. Uh, 5,000, 14,000, 5,000 again, 5,500, uh, 9,400,000, 23,000, you know, just, you know, between five and 20,000 or so, uh, views. But not this one. The evangelical election meltdown. In fact, I just went and took another little screenshot and it is now up to 666,000 views. And that is not intentional on my part. It's just uh, where it landed just a couple of days later from the first screenshot. So now we're at 666, uh, 666,000 views. That is, uh, let's say his, his videos get, uh, they appear to get about an average of maybe 15,000 views or so. That is 40 times the number of views that most of his videos get 40 times. Does that give you an idea of of the interest, the attention that is being paid to this complete debacle that the charismatics have, have put on this, this absolute prophetic face plant 
The world's watching and they're mocking us. But what's worse is they are mocking Christ. Shame on these false prophets. Shame on them. If they had any integrity whatsoever, they would realize the magnitude of what they have done and they would shut their ministries down. That's what repentance would look like. Okay, dear ones. Now I want to show you uh, some clips from Kat Kerr. Kat Kerr, I've mentioned her already, but she, um, you know, weather warrior and, and she shuttles back and forth between heaven and earth. Literally, according to her, she goes to heaven almost every day. She's been to, I mean, she's had the grand tour of heaven. There are dinosaurs in heaven. You'll be happy to know, and you can ride them. So, um, you know, if you've ever wanted to ride a, a brontosaurus or a triceratops, uh, you're in luck. You're really going to like heaven. So, uh, this video was, was okay. I, you can't make this stuff up. All right. This was airing live stream on January the 6th. I think that was Wednesday, Wednesday, January the 6th. Uh, January the 6th might be a, an important date that sticks out in your, in your mind because that is the day that the riots happened at the United States Capitol building. And I kid you not, this was live streaming right at the time that the riots were beginning at the United States Capitol. And, and Steve Schultz here of, uh, uh, he, he's a head of Elijah List, which is a word faith charismatic kind of a deal. Anyway, but, uh, Steve Schultz is interviewing Kat Kerr and live on, Facebook or whatever it was, YouTube, YouTube, live on YouTube. And literally as he's interviewing her, the, the riots are breaking out at the United States Capitol. But Kat Kerr is giving yet another prophecy. But I want you to listen to what she says here, because this is no ordinary prophecy. In fact, God took her into the future. Watch this. Well, hello, it's Steve Schultz here with The Elijah List. It's good to hear you or see you. It's Wednesday. If you're down under, it's Thursday. But we're here talking January 6th. This is that big event day in Washington, D.C. If you're in the United States and both houses of uh, the Congress, the Senate, and the, con- and the uh, House are meeting together to talk about this election. So we'll talk. Yeah, so he's exactly right. This is the day that the electors were officially declared to go to Joe Biden and Joe Biden, Joe Biden became the official, uh, president elect of the United States of America. And literally as they're doing this, uh, that's when Trump was holding his, his big rally there in DC, making the speech and, uh, right about that, right at the time on real time, then that's when the riots began and uh Steve Schultz and the seer Kat Kerr were completely unaware of what was transpiring at that exact time. So without further ado, let's bring Kat online here. On the table, see if the horns on you. And there she is. <laughs> Good to see you, Kat. Now, we, people should know you we can see you, but you cannot see us. You're just looking into a camera, so yeah. If I accidentally interrupt you one time, it's because you don't see me opening my mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, here you are on January 6th. Now, I asked Jen about two minutes ago before you came on, has has Kat looked at the things that were going on um, on TV? And she said, no, not really. She doesn't. So uh, that I kind of like that because it means you're not 
looking at the news and, and reacting to the news, whatever you're going to say is going to be what you say, not related to the news. That's for sure. Is that about right? That is correct. It's only what God says that I respond to. Sounds good. Well, without further ado, then let's go ahead and whatever you want to say in relation to the elections and where we are today. The floor is yours. Okay. <laughs> that works as good as a ram's horn. Doing right now. I am wearing heaven's colors today. These are revelator colors. You see the eyes that represent the living creatures around the throne of God. No one up there is in travail. No one up there is in fear. They already know what the outcome is going to be. This is the outcome. <laughs> hey, Karen, you don't know this. You don't know this, but you said you told me once that heaven's colors was was teal was heaven's favorite color. Doreen picked out a teal shirt for me today and a tie that has teal. Wow. We pretty much match, and we didn't know this. We That's kind of the way God works with prophetic people. These things are they're just regular everyday things, but they fall into place just like God wants them to. So. And he's absolutely right. There is nothing pre-planned except that I come and sit in the stool at my media desk. If you are hearing from God all the time, if you've been to heaven so many times you lost count. And so I, I hear God every day talking about this. Why would I watch the news? See, she's been to heaven so many times she's lost count. And God talks to her all day, every day. He's this celestial chatty Cathy doll. Why watch the news? Usually God will tell me this is going to happen. Then he shows me it happening. And wow. I've already seen it happening. Why would I be moved by anything out there? And if you're standing with God, by the way, he said, I only hear things every now and then if my staff mentions something. But actually, none of them are allowed to even talk to me about anything from any source of uh, news media or anything or any other people out there. I'm not allowed to listen to it. So Kat doesn't watch the news and she doesn't allow her staff to watch the news. Well, maybe they should watch a little bit of news because as she was speaking, this is what was happening at the Capitol. Now, when you say, when you say, Kat, that, that God shows you, takes you and shows you what happened, can you describe what you, what you mean? What did you see in either your natural eyes or your spiritual eyes? What did he show you specifically? When I say he showed me, I don't mean he gave me a vision. I don't mean he gave me a dream. I mean he took me into the future. Next Saturday night, we're sending you back to the future. <laughs> that may be word to you why it happened in the Bible. It happened in the Old Testament. Uh, I know that John, the beloved, was shown things from the past and he was shown things from the future. Cat, with all due respect, which is very little. The Apostle John was a true revelator, unlike you. Some of the greatest days of celebration. And when I said he showed me, he took me forward in time. Not It wasn't a long time forward in time. And he showed me when that announcement is made that Trump is the 46th president of the United States. Okay, brief reality check here. I have heard Kat Kerr say multiple times that Trump would be the 46th president of the United States when he wins re-election. Well, even if he had won re-election and he was serving his second term as we speak, he would not be the 46th president. He would still be 45. Joe Biden is the 46th president of the United States. 
you know, the guy that they said would never get in. But I digress. I've been taken over a hundred years into the future, literally caught up and taken to that time. And the tribulation had not happened. The perilous times had not come. Why? We've been living in some of the greatest days the earth has ever seen. And that's what is about to happen right now. God is literally exposing it all. So he can clear that platform and set in place the ones he trusts and the ones he's going to use in these days to be great for him. So kick fear out, get your celebration on. Okay, so now I want to show you a few clips from the program entitled Flashpoint, and this is on the Victory Channel. So this is like the news branch of Kenneth Copeland Ministries. The show's host is Gene Bailey, and he is going to be interviewing Lance Wall now, Hank Kuhneman, Kat Kerr, Mario Murillo, and Dutch Sheets. And this was aired on January the 7th, it was recorded actually January the 7th, the day after the riots at the Capitol. Kat Kerr, uh, so glad, Kat, that you're here. Uh, and I want to introduce you to our audience. And Kat, one of the things I must say after talking with you uh, several, I guess it's been a month or so ago now, is that Kat is totally convinced of what God is going to do. Do you still believe that, Kat Kerr? Do you still believe that God is alive I and do. on the throne? That is my answer to that question. As a matter of fact, I'd like to know how many out there actually think he does exist. Yeah, Having known him for almost 70 years, when I received Christ at age four, I'm a seer, so I saw him step inside of me. Okay, I got to stop right there. Kat Kerr says she was saved at age four. Now, I'm sorry, a, a, a child at age four, there's no way a child that young can wrestle with a godly sorrow over sin, genuine repentance, taking up the cross, uh, the wrath of God. There, there's uh, No, that is far too young. In fact, I wrote a book on childhood conversion entitled Do Not Hinder Them, Biblical Examination of Childhood Conversion. But even at that, there was no testimony there at all, not even a first grade vacation Bible school level kind of testimony. She says that Jesus walked into her. He he walked into her body. Friends, that's creepy. That that's not a conversion. I don't know what that is. That is that is either the product of her vain imagination or that is demonic. And and it's kind of ironic if you look at the button she's wearing, her button says I don't do demons. I wouldn't be too sure about that. And my relationship only grew with him over all these years. And he's shown me uh, many times things that would happen, and they came to pass. Now, I can tell you some people can't be chosen by God because they can't believe for anything past a week or two weeks, which makes me laugh in a way because there's some things I waited 40 years for him to do, but guess what? He did them. And he assured me back in 2015 that Trump would sit in the White House for eight years. And I actually got to pray for them during the inaugural prayer breakfast back in 2016. And he made me prophesy that. And God has assured me today when he walked into my room and woke me up at noon, almost noon, 1155 a.m. Let's back that up. 
And God has assured me today when he walked into my room and woke me up at noon, almost noon, 11.55 a.m., um, I, I'm up for like 20 hours a day, and sometimes I go to sleep, sometimes I don't. But I always had my alarm set for noon, and it didn't go off. God did. Mm. And he came in, and he yelled as loud as he possibly could, justice will prevail. Friends, she says that God walked into her room and shouted as loudly as he could. Friends, if that had really happened, she would be dead. Let us remember, this is the Alpha and Omega. This is the one who who spoke stars into existence. And she thinks he walked into her room and shouted as loudly as he could. Unbelievable. I will not listen to the stuff, the the acts, because they don't know how to put a show on. Hell never has put on a good show. This is still God speaking. Hell has never put on a good show. They've always lost the seats they went after. They lost whatever they were planning to do. He said, I kicked them out of heaven. That was the first show. Lightning was striking. They were kicked out, unseated, and stripped away from power. The second show was in hell on the third day, mentioned in Colossians, when my son stood up and released the fire of God from himself and melted the faces of the hierarchy of hell and made a show of it openly. And he said, the third show is still in rehearsal right now. He said, the enemy is fighting so hard, he still has not won. I don't count it as a win. He said, I will win, and Trump will still sit in the White House for four more years. If people cannot see beyond their own nose and understand that if they believe I'm doing something, they should keep on trusting. He said, but I'm about to put a show on. Nobody expect it because I'm about to fill it. I will expose and wipe clean the platform that they're trying to stand on right now. And Trump will have to be inaugurated. They will have to say it. Even though they don't want to, the time will come and they will have to say, Trump is the 46th president of the United States. Even if Trump had won, he would not be the 40th. Uh, never mind. And he will sit in that office for four more years. I have never changed that plan. I have never given an exact date to anyone when something would happen because I have my own time. Whether it agrees with yours or not, whether you like it or not, this is my country. These are my plans. And I will not have these days taken from me. Can you not stand and not turn to the left and give yourself as a partner to the evil that wants to take this land? Well, I say no. It will not happen. It will end and it will be done because I say it will be done. But nothing will stop me from my plan of putting my son, Donald Trump, back in that White House. Even if they inaugurate the villain and try to put him there, I will kick him out. I will remove him and I will remove every obstacle that's in the way. Maybe they'll show that in the news, says your God. She's an angry false prophet. So I want to ask Kat the question that keeps being asked to me. They say, well, Kat, if you prophesied eight years, is it that it's four now and four later? No, no, it is not. It's four continual years and get ready for some more impossible things to be said. God did choose Pence for eight years after Trump's eight years. And he has not changed his mind about that either. 
So Kat Kerr is very specific here. This is, this is not going to be a Grover Cleveland situation where Trump's going to have a gap and then come back for four years at a later time. No, eight consecutive years, not only eight consecutive years for Donald Trump, but eight consecutive years she has prophesied for Mike Pence to be the occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And then a week later, she's back on the Elijah list being interviewed by Steve Schultz, and she doubles down on it. That's what God meant. He meant that Trump will will serve two terms, one then and one in 2024. That is what happened. And there's those, those emails are still passing around saying that's probably what God meant. No, that is not what God said, period. He never said that. He said he would run two consecutive terms. He would be in office when he first announced before he actually won the first time. He will be in office for eight years, then announce the next eight years. And we can, we can go into that a little bit if you want to. Okay, nobody in that side is going to the dark side either. The power of the dark side. I'll just say, he said, eight years for Trump, eight years for Pence, and eight years for whoever he picks for vice president. There, I've said it. And then Hank Kuhneman gets on this kick for several days, talking about how uh, we in the United States find ourselves in a Red Sea moment. You see, we're just like the Hebrews back in Egypt, and we the 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 Red Sea is in front of us, and the Egyptian army is behind us, and boy, we're we're in a real pickle. We're caught between a rock and a hard spot, and God is about to just part the Red Sea. That, that's, that's where we find ourselves here in the United States. After 400 years of bondage to interject himself into a nation of people who had been under harsh taskmasters for 400 years. What am I saying? I have absolutely no idea. We may have, and there are those that may have been giving up on God. They're seeing that it doesn't appear that anything is changing. It doesn't look like there's anything that has changed. And so they're giving up. And they're all looking at somehow that the 20th next week is the deciding factor whether the prophets are true, whether they're false, whether this nation is going forward or not. This is called moving the goalposts. January 20th is Inauguration Day, and the president begins his term on this day. The Electoral College has already declared Joe Biden the winner of the presidential election on January 7th anyway. This is like reading the score after a football game has ended and saying, just because one team has more points than the other doesn't mean they won the game. Those comments there were from Stephen Kozar, who runs the Messed Up Church YouTube channel, linked below in the description. And he's exactly right. They began to move the goalposts as the as the days got closer and closer to Inauguration Day. Biden's inauguration, they began to move the goalposts. Oh, you know, it's not so important what happens on January 20th, you know, and in Lance Wall now, he even began to say things like uh, that Donald Trump will still be the president, even if he's not in the White House, even if he's not the occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, he's he's still going to be the president of the United States in a spiritual sense, you see, whatever that means. So, uh, watch this. This is, uh, this is back to Flashpoint, January the 19th, the day before Joe Biden's inauguration. Watch this. Yeah. I mean, now I want to go on record right here, uh, because I know a lot of people have texted and I know, Pastor Hank, you've gotten this too. Well, are, are you guys, 
Are you guys moving off of what you stood for? Are you saying that uh, this was wrong? And are you going to apologize? And uh, I'm not backing off one bit. I'm not. I'm staying right here. Pastor Hank, are you backing off? No, in fact, uh, I'm not. And something that Lance just said, you know, regarding the misery, we cannot forget the pattern of how God operates. There was so much misery and bondage and crying out from a communist uh, government, the Egyptians under Pharaoh, against the nation of Israel. Communist government in Egypt under Pharaoh? Over 3,000 years before communism was even invented by Karl Marx? Whatever. And Exodus chapter 2 says, in fact, um, uh, the, the actual reference, I believe, is uh, verse 27, said that, that God heard their cry and he remembered his covenant. And I say that because God has remembered his covenant with America and he's going to remember his covenant with America. Okay, I, I got to stop here, too, because he, he talks about how God has a covenant with the United States of America. Stop. Okay, just stop. God does not have a covenant with the United States of America. There is only one nation in the history of the world that God has ever made a covenant with, and that is Israel. He has never made a covenant with any nation other than Israel. Not the United States, not Great Britain, not Botswana, Israel in Israel alone. And now Hank Kuhneman begins to address some of the calls that people are making for these false prophets to apologize and repent. Here's what he has to say about that. And some of the demands for repentance that has happened. So therefore, if some are feeling like they need to repent, feel free to do so. And I want to go on record. This prophetic vessel is not afraid to repent if they needed to or to make admit if they made a mistake. I have gone on record before when I've had to, you know, make things right that, of something that I've said. So this is not a pride kick here. It's just I feel like we're putting so much emphasis on an inauguration date that the election has still some things that must be looked into that will be looked into. And you can't tell me over a hundred or thousands of prophetic voices, intercessors, believers all missed it. So it seems that it is just incomprehensible to Hank Kuhneman that in his own words, hundreds or thousands of prophetic voices all missed it. Well, I'm going to tell you, that's exactly what happened. They did all miss it. And I don't even know how many. I mean, just the ones that I've seen number in the dozens. And that's what is on Christian television, quote unquote, Christian television. That's what's on YouTube. Some of the prominent voices on YouTube. I mean, dozens upon dozens upon dozens. We've just scratched the surface. I mean, barely scratched the surface in this video. And who knows how many other charismatic pastors out there that just don't have a public platform are all saying the same thing. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm telling you, Mr. Kuhlman. That is reality. You and all of the others missed it. Now, again, I ask you, dear ones, just use a little common sense. How is it that every single one of these quote unquote prophets missed it on literally 
everything, everything, all of these major earth-shattering events over the last 12 months, they missed it on everything. On the United States presidential election, they had years to prepare on something that major, and they all missed it. That should tell you something. These people are not hearing from God. God is not speaking to them, period, period, end of story. And if they cannot hear from God on something this major, a United States presidential election, why, under under what rationale would you ever trust them when they say God spoke to them and told them, da-da-da-da-da, God speaks to them all the time. Under under what logical rationale would you ever put any confidence in what they have to say regarding that? God is not speaking to them, period. And what good are they? I mean, really, what good are they? If they can't forget, predict COVID, if they can't banish COVID once it comes, if they can't, if they couldn't predict the riots, if they couldn't predict the second impeachment of Donald Trump, if they couldn't predict the riots at the Capitol, if they couldn't get the presidential election right, if they can't get any of these things, these things right, what good are they? What, what, what purpose do they serve? The only purpose they serve is to bring confusion and to bring incalculable reproach on the name of Christ. Man, you know, it's, this, this is, this is the tightrope that I'm always walking on here because I believe it was God's will for Donald Trump to be president. I also believe that God, this is going to sound terrible for theology out there, but I don't think that God always gets what he wants. Anytime you hear one of these guys say that what they're about to say is bad theology, you know it's going to be bad. Psalm 115 verse 3. Our God is in the heavens. He does whatever he pleases. Psalm 135, verse 6. Whatever the Lord Yahweh pleases, he does in heaven and in earth, in the seas and in all of the deeps. Daniel 4:35. All the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, but he does according to his will in the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And no one can ward off his hand or say to him, what have you done? God does whatever he wants to do. But these folks never let the Bible get in the way of their theology. It doesn't necessarily mean that this thing is over. And I think people that are just automatically just willing to look at tomorrow and, and, and think that this nation is being handed over to a bunch of communists, I know God too well. And I know what he said to me and where I've been. Well, apparently Mr. Kuhneman does not know God as well as he would have us to believe that he does. And so, anyway, in the days leading up to Joe Biden's inauguration, uh, pressure was mounting for the prophets to come up with some kind of explanation. And Robbie Dawkins was interviewed on the Flashpoint program. Again, this is the news arm outlet of Kenneth Copeland's ministries. And and by the way, Kenneth Copeland's ministry... Uh, brings in, according to his own statement that he made a year ago, and I have this documented in the video that I did last year on uh, how COVID-19 exposes the false prophets for the liars and charlatans that they are. But uh, according to Kenneth Copeland's own words, his ministry, he expected to bring in $300 million 
in just the year 2020. $300 million. Friends, this stuff is not the fringe of the charismatic movement. This is the mainstream of the charismatic movement. It's not the fringe. So anyway, uh, but Robbie Dawkins, back to Robbie Dawkins. Robbie Dawkins is an evangelist, calls himself an evangelist, and he came on the Flashpoint program to explain why it appears as though Donald Trump would not indeed be inaugurated on January the 20th. Robbie Dawkins, by the way, is endorsed by uh, a number of false prophets and false teachers. He's endorsed by Todd, let me pull your leg, White. He's endorsed by Bill Johnson, who is the quote-unquote pastor of Bethel quote-unquote church. And I say quote-unquote because he's not a real pastor and Bethel church is not a real church by the biblical definition of the term. And he is also endorsed by Sean Bowles. Now, Sean Bowles, I've spoken of him just a little bit earlier in this video. Sean Bowles is, Sean Bowles is a Google prophet. He, he gets his words of knowledge not from God. He gets them by looking at social media on his iPad or iPhone or whatever device it is he's using at the particular time. But he calls out words of knowledge for people in the audience. And he's literally, he literally does this as he's holding his iPhone or iPad. In fact, I want to show you a brief commercial from one of Sid Roth's programs from just a few years ago. Sid Roth had Sean Bolts come onto his program to talk about his latest book, DVD. I think it's entitled How to Translate God. And this is what Sid Roth does. Every guest he brings on week after week after week on his program. Uh, they've, they've, they're talking about their latest book, latest DVD series, CD series, whatever, and they hawk these wares. And, uh, this is no different. Uh, but listen to this commercial, how the narrator says that Sid Roth considers Sean Bolts to be the most accurate prophet that he's ever known. And literally, literally, as he's getting words of knowledge from God on high, uh, he's holding his smart device in his hand. You cannot make this stuff up. Just, just watch for yourself. I had one more username. I never get usernames, but I ask God for new information that I never get. Terry Bishop 911. Terry Bishop, you're working on the show and we're getting you. That is my uh, username, Terry Bishop 911. The Lord says, you live in a pleasant place. What does that mean to you? I live on Pleasant Hill. Come on. Sid Roth says that Sean Bowles is the most amazingly detailed prophet he has ever known. He has ministered to thousands, from royalty to people on the streets. Now he wants to share with you the secrets he has learned concerning the gift of prophecy and wants to activate you to do the same as he does. Call now and get Sean Bowles' brand new book, Translating God, and his anointed three-part audio CD teaching, Everyone Can Hear God's Voice, exclusive for our It's Supernatural audience. Yours for a donation of $35. Week in and week out, he has the looniest, zaniest, dumbest guest on his program with the dumbest stories and the most outlandish tales. Honestly, honestly, with just a slight bit of hyperbole here, I really believe if Sid Roth did not know who I was, and I know that he does, but if he didn't, I really believe I could call up Sid Roth's program and say, hey, Sid, I I was just abducted by a UFO and, and Elvis was flying the UFO. Bigfoot was on there too. And they took me to heaven to see my personal mansion, Elvis and Bigfoot on this UFO. I really believe if he didn't know who I was, he would have me on his program the very next week. It, it is 
it, it is this, the guests on this program are that loony. If one percent, if if one percent, if one one hundredth of one percent of what the guest on Sid Roth, Roth's program said were actually true, one one hundredth of one percent of what they claim was true. Every demon and Satan himself would be bound. We would all be shuttling back and forth between heaven and earth. We would be having regular open visions from God and heaven. And we, we, every disease would be banished from the face of the earth. We would be living in a Christian utopia. We would be living in an age and that, that dare I say would, would almost look like, almost make heaven look like a disappointment when we get there. I mean, it is, it is just lunacy lunacy the kind of stuff he promotes and and if he is not intentionally deceiving people then his discernment is is such that he has absolutely no business teaching anyone the bible none none but there you see and i'm i'm sorry i get worked up about this dear friends but th- this is this stuff is making a mockery out of Christianity is making a mockery out of the gospel. It is bringing incalculable reproach on the name of Christ. And, and the, the fact that these false teachers are so prevalent and so many people are deceived by them is a sad testimony to, to the complete and utter lack and dearth of discernment amongst the vast majority of people who profess to be Christians. But this from Sean Boltz, this is blatant deception. He's not getting words of knowledge from God. He's getting information from Google. Michael Brown says that a false prophet is intentionally trying to deceive people. Well, there you go. And you might have noticed in that promo as well, uh, Bill Johnson is right there with Sean Boltz. You think Bill Johnson doesn't know what Sean Boltz is doing? Of course he does. Of course he does. They're together all the time. There's a picture of Bill Johnson right there on stage with Sean Boltz as Sean Boltz is holding his smartphone in his hand, giving words of knowledge. Of course, Bill Johnson knows that he's getting his words of knowledge from from Wi-Fi. And of course, he knows he's a Google prophet. So does Todd White. But it doesn't really matter to Todd White, you see, because Todd White uh, pulls your leg quite literally to deceive people growing people's leg, the old leg lengthening routine. It's intentional deception. These people are intentionally deceiving you. They are intentionally deceiving you. So a little breather here. All right. So all of that, sorry for that little rabbit trail, but um, Robbie Dawkins, Robbie Dawkins, who is endorsed by Bill Johnson and John Boltz. This is his explanation for why apparently Trump was not going to be re-inaugurated on January the 20th. All right. Well, I want to uh, play something about uh, that Robbie did. Where it's a clip uh, where he talks about, hey, quit apologizing. Watch. Just got out of the gym, a little sweaty, heading over to my son's uh, swim meet. Remember the story. 13 years ago, I was in Armenia for the first time. A friend of mine invited me to go and do some meetings there. While we were there... Uh, I prophesied over a young man that he had a call on his life to win thousands of people to Christ, that he was going to operate in signs and wonders, all these things God had destined him for. Well, after I left, two months later, he was killed in a farming accident. 
the host pastor contacted me and said, hey, do you want to apologize to the congregation? Do you want to apologize to the church for the word being inaccurate? And I said, no, because the word was accurate. What happened is Satan came and stole and Satan killed that young man because he saw a call on his life and he saw a destiny and many destinies that would be changed because of him. Prophets, stop apologizing. So rather than having the humility and quite honestly, the decency to apologize for his false prophecy to this church, he just blames it on Satan. Oh, it's all Satan's fault. Satan killed that young man. You know, and and this speaks to one of the other problems in the vast majority of the charismatic movement, word faith NAR certainly, is that they they ascribe just as much power and authority to Satan as they do God, if not more so, because they believe that Satan is the legal God of planet Earth. In fact, you look at Kenneth Copeland, what he teaches, uh, he actually teaches that God has been kicked out of planet Earth and has no legal right, no legal access to planet Earth unless he gets it through you and me. Uh, and Satan is the legal God of planet Earth. I don't have time to fully flesh all of that out. But dear friends, Satan is not the legal God of planet Earth. God is the legal God of planet Earth. The Earth is the Lord's, the fullness thereof, the world, and they that dwell therein. God is the legal God of planet Earth, always has been, is now, and always will be. Satan is a bug on God's windshield. Satan can do nothing that God does not allow him to do. Satan is on a leash, a very short leash, and God is holding the other end of that leash. Uh, Satan is referred to as the God of this age in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. And age is a better rendering, by the way, than, than world. He's referred to as the God of this age. Paul was making a theological point, not a legal point. Paul was speaking to the fallenness, the sinfulness, and the depravity of mankind and in this fallen world. He's not saying that Satan is the legal God of planet Earth and God is outside just kind of looking in, wishing he had some access. And the only way that God can get access to the earth as if he gets it through us. No, that's word faith theology. That's false teaching. That's heresy. God is a legal God of planet earth. Again, Satan is a bug on God's windshield. And instead of blaming Satan for your false prophecy, Robbie Dawkins, just own it and admit that you are what you are, a false prophet. Thank you very much, dear ones. Until our next time together. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with you all. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or comment for Justin, or interested in more teaching resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you may contact him at justinpeters.org.